0: health information from experts supported by research from University of Utah Health this is the scoperadio.com In October of 2022 the FDA announced a potential shortage of ADHD medications in the United States most notably the drug known as Adderall and its generics And while a few drug manufacturers have recently issued statements that they are no longer experiencing shortages of manufacturing issues In spring of 2023, many of the 45 million U.S. ADHD patients with prescriptions are experiencing intermittent delays in being able to access their medications. For the neurodivergent patients that may rely on this medication to function, there's concern about what they are supposed to do if they cannot get their prescription filled. To discuss what a patient can expect if they are unable to find a medication and what options they have available to them, we're joined by Anthony May. He is the pharmacy director at Huntsman Mental Health Institute. Now, Anthony, what exactly causes uh, prescription shortages and what's going on right now?
1: We've been dealing with
0: a lot of shortage
1: issues. Um, We always have in pharmacy, but um, the COVID and the supply chain disruption has certainly exacerbated it a little bit. Um, The stimulant one is a little unique in that there's a multitude of factors um, impacting this. So, a couple things that come into play here. Um, A lot of these stimulant medications are controlled substances, um, and the DEA kind of sets limits on manufacturing of these. So um, that, you know, limited supply coupled with an increased demand during the COVID period um, have really drained our our normal channels or put strain on them, um, resulting in what we are dealing with today, where some of these uh, more utilized formulations are just not available at the local pharmacy level Um, So some of the things that came into play with COVID, uh, the public health emergency allowed for telehealth prescribing of these stimulants, which previously required an in-person visit. So as you can imagine, um, access to these medications increased. So as you can see, kind of the
0: perfect storm of factors uh, leading us to where we are today. Wow. So I guess what kind of delays are we seeing? I mean, I I went to fill one last week because I'm taking some of these medications and they told me I wasn't not to expect anything till July.
1: Yeah. So we, it, it's a tough landscape too. Uh, manufacturers aren't required to disclose like what's causing the shortages. So as this is played out, we've, you know, there's a couple different things we've heard. Um, Staffing shortages. So Tiva is one of the largest manufacturers um, of generic Adderall um, that there was staffing issues at their biggest manufacturing plant that has since resolved, but we still haven't seen supply come back the way we had hoped. Um, so for the pharmacists and people on the front lines, sometimes we don't even have all the information. We're checking our wholesalers. Um, we're seeing dates that come in there as an update, um, and many times those get pushed back. So it, yeah. it is a little challenging. We want to be transparent with our patients on what to know, but sometimes we don't have all the answers ourselves.
0: You're not keeping a secret from <laughs> yeah. us. You no, just you no, don't, we, don't have we answers either. We promise either. you. Yeah. We
1: pro- yeah. We're sharing what we know. Um, I, I, I've i also heard that, um, you know, May, June-ish, we can see supply come back a little bit, but we were kind of also hoping that this would be resolved by now. So um,
0: time will tell. So why don't we go a little bit into these ADHD medications and what exactly are they doing for a patient? I mean, I I know we don't want to go too deep into it, but just on the basic level, what is this drug and what is it doing? So at the highest level, you know, when we talk about our stimulants, things like um, Adderall and
1: and methylphenidates, like your generic Ritalin, um, they are affecting downstream your certain neurotransmitters, specifically norepinephrine and dopamine. Um, and while I'm not an expert in, in diagnosis and all that, they have profound effects on, on patients with ADHD, um, kind of meeting the brain's demands for these neurotransmitters, um, improving focus, functionality, um, and reducing impulsivity. So um, very, very high level answer, but um, it's those effects on those neurotransmitters where these drugs really get those of ev- their their benefit from
0: and I guess one of the things I'm uh, one of the first concerns I had when I was told I might not have these you know access like I was expecting are there withdrawal symptoms for coming off of a medication like this I mean I hear stimulant I hear you know some of the names that this stuff is called and it's just like oh man am I going to have a bad crash what is it going to be like you know yeah so I th- I think when we
1: hear withdrawal you know you think your traditional things like um withdrawal from opiates or for alcohol, but anytime you're stopping a medication that you've used for a long time, um, there's going to be a a response to that, you know, whether it be abruptly stopping a blood pressure medication or even these other meds used with ADHD, like the alpha and alpha two agonists, um, that your body tries to compensate when, when that's stopped. So while we might not see, you know, severe withdrawal like we do with opioids, people are going to feel differently, whether that's a, a sensation of fatigue and crashing all of a sudden, irritability, anxiety. Um, those are probably some of the most commonly reported things we see. Um, but also um, just how you're going to function all of a sudden. People who use ah, these sure. medications rely on them um, because they have a diagnosis, a disease, and th- that's how they – manage it so all of a sudden you're taking that treatment away it's going to be really hard for these people to go back into those environments uh, work school whatever it may be and function to the level they were previously Um, so maybe not so much traditional withdrawal but managing how are we going to cope without this medication that's provided us benefit
0: yeah and i i hate to put you on the spot but how are we supposed to cope (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) not not an easy answer either unfortunately um So I I guess a couple of things is trying to do anything you can to prevent it from getting to that point where we're in a situation where tomorrow we don't have any medication at all and we haven't spoken to our provider about it and we don't have a plan, right? That we want to avoid that at all costs. So a couple strategies, you know, Adderall, uh, the XR formulation, uh, things like Concerta are where we're seeing some of those are. The hardest hit right now that we're having a really hard time getting um there are other stimulants out there other formulations so there's all sorts of short acting long acting um different dosage forms things like that Uh, my sense um, from our pharmacy has been the shorter acting products are in somewhat better supply um granted that's that might not work as well for everybody but i think that's worth a conversation with your doctor Is this something we can use to bridge me or get me by until my normal medication comes back? Um, Other strategies might be considering, do I need to take my medication all the time? Are there certain days where I think I can maybe get by without using it? Maybe I have a less demanding day during the week and I can make that sacrifice to preserve this for when I really need it. So no, no easy answers. Right. But I think uh, doing anything we can to avoid that I'm completely out of medication situation and now I have to figure things out. Um, there are non-stimulant medications as well. So things like Stratera or adamoxetine is a generic name that are out there. Um, but again, that's a, that's a shared decision with your physician to, to change therapy. And, and in some cases those don't, work quite as well the stimulants are usually a first-line treatment because of how effective they are and how quickly they have that effect um So some of those other things to consider, uh, we want to be thinking ahead and get ahead of that. So uh, cognitive behavioral therapy as well. Um, But we know that 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 works, um, but it works really well in conjunction with medication. When patients have both on board, there's that synergistic effect.
0: So what I'm hearing is be proactive, right? Talk to your doctor, call pharmacies, whatever you can do to not have a lapse in medication. Like make sure you have some. Absolutely. If you are finding it difficult to find some, maybe ration what you do have, you know, find the days where you can maybe function without it, or it's not quite as necessary, maybe skip that afternoon dose if it's not the most helpful. Um, And then really just keep having a conversation with your doctor about what you should be doing, how you can be solving this, is there other drugs you can be taking, et cetera. Yeah, do I got that right?
1: Yeah, and, and I think proactivity is key. Um, what I didn't mention and, and, and you know, it's pretty well known, but these are controlled medications, so there's yeah. more restrictions um, on sending new prescriptions and things like that, um, at the pharmacy level. So giving your doctor that lead time to make those changes is essential sure. as well. Right. Because it's not like we can just call the pharmacy and make that change. A lot of times a new prescription might be required, mm-hmm. which as we know that that takes time, you know, to get doctors are they're busy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. anything you could do to be proactive and, and have that conversation. And, um, it's, it's pretty well known out there now that there's their struggles with these products in terms of uh, availability. So doctors
0: are, you know, aware that these questions are going to be coming if they haven't already. Um, I guess I did want to ask, I've been seeing, I mean, when we don't have straight answers, we turn to social media, right? Um, After looking through on a little bit on TikTok, some on Instagram, et cetera, I'm seeing a lot of people coming up with their like, you know, home hacks for what to do to, like, supplement if you can't access Adderall. And I've seen everything from, you know, people taking heinous amounts of caffeine to people swearing. There's a bunch of, you know, over-the-counter, like, uh, supplements that you can take that'll get your brain working just as good, et cetera. From your professional opinion, is there any validity to any of these? Is this something worth checking out? Or really, you should be talking to your doctor? I'd... I, I recommend steering
1: clear of of a lot of those things and where it's coming from right like we you don't know the sources of that information and and not to say you know everyone's different and respond to things differently um but i would not all of a sudden just abandon a treatment plan that has been been working for me um and pivot to to something i saw on tiktok or or youtube um that there's risks with that too using a lot of caffeine and, and things like that there's Withdrawal symptoms from caffeine, sure. so uh, it, it works in a different way than these stimulants stimulants do. Yes, it's you know they're both activating, um, but those downstream effects, like we talked on norepinephrine and dopamine, aren't exactly the same. So sure. probably you know at at the highest level, it seems like oh yeah, just swap it, but um, it's probably not going to be as effective. <laughs> sure, uh, so you I, I, no, not all stimulants are the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not all created equal, and and there, you know there's there's a lot of people out there. Um, advertising these things because they realize there's there's people struggling and and trying to find solutions so i think anything any path you're going to go, just do it in conjunction with with your provider, your doctor, therapist, whatever it is, so that you're all informed, right? I think we sure. all, you know, all of us in healthcare are out to help our patients. Um, sometimes that's in a non-traditional way,
0: but um, do, it, do it responsibly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. As a pharmacist, as a healthcare provider, someone who wants to see your patients, like, you know, feel good and succeed and be healthy. What do you tell to people who might be really concerned right now or stressed right now or not sure how they, their loved ones, their family members are going to maybe function during this time period? Yeah, I, th- I think just meeting people where they are, right? For the, for me, it's acknowledging uh,
1: that this is a challenging situation and not judging people. Um, you know, sometimes you get people calling for these medications, their C2 and um, just not passing judgment. People are calling around because They need these medications to function, so helping them in any way we can, um, talking about the strategies we just mentioned. um, If it's something we can facilitate within our system, we work with our doctors um, to check on inventory, to suggest alternative therapies. There's a lot of resources out there showing, you know, all these stimulants, their release properties, their time to effect. So we can find something maybe similar to what a patient was having success with before. Um, counseling on alternative therapies, people are hesitant to change from something that worked, but when we have, when we don't have those tools, we usually have, sometimes we have to pivot and just helping people do that, um, as smoothly as possible is our goal here in the pharmacy. And, um, being honest with people that we don't have an anticipated date. So, There's no magic answer to this, right? So um, we're hopeful it'll resolve soon, but we also don't know. So if you're thinking of talking to your doctor or maybe you're you're like, I'm I'm fed up, I'm ready to switch and try something else, it might be worth it.
0: Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.